Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 490 of the Drunk Sister Podcast. As always, I'm Tyler. And joining me, we have the man, backwards again, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Dude, I am so freaking tired right at this moment. Same. But I am happy. Got a few days off. Week, The work week, man, let me tell you something. The work week, busting my ass, trying to get things done. Got a lot of bills paid. I'm feeling good right now, but I'm also feeling a lot better because early on this morning I had a fucking epiphany. I'm like, fuck it. I want to buy a fucking Kirby. And so I got fucking Kirby. <laughs> it's coming in the mail. It's been a long time overdue. I've been waiting far too long to try to play this game. So I have this old shtick right now at the moment to where I have a fucking void ever since beating Elden Ring. And now I need to freaking fill this damn thing. But... Other than that, though, I have been playing one game this past week. You, you son of a bitch. You're so impressive. He's just so impressive. <laughs> he did it to me again. You just got to one-up me. Every week, you got to one-up me. <laughs> oh, come on, man. I mean, it's not that difficult to do one finger in terms of, like, this opening I can. Well, fuck you, Cables. You know what? Fuck you. That's my response. <laughs> but, no, man. I mean, I have tried, played a little bit of Trek to Yomi. Obviously, we'll get into that once, like uh, we do our what games we've been playing. But got to thinking of a couple different things in that regards, in terms of games and stuff. Looking at the rest of the year, I'm thinking to myself, you know what? It's starting to run out pretty nicely. I mean, there's like maybe a handful I'm really looking forward to. But the one thing that I am readily excited for is going to be Splatoon three when it comes out in July. Was it July? Yeah, July. Uh, September I, now. They moved it. September. That's um, God damn it. Yeah, that's right. Xenoblade yeah, Chronicles swapped. three and them switch. Yeah. So yeah, I am switch. excited when it comes out in September. Yeah, there you go. Big old switch. But uh, yeah, I'm excited for that. Xenoblade Chronicles three, obviously in July. That's the game of July, and it makes most sense to do it because that's one of those slow months in regards to the dog days of summer. Oh yeah. Oh man. Just burped and it just. Ugh. That's the worst. It's a Walmart, Walmart, oh, Walmart yeah. pizza. Oh no, I ain't Walmart <laughs> pizza, man. This is like, this is like this whole chili mac sort of like like tortilla type of mix or whatever the hell type of thing that uh, my mom ended up creating. It's actually tastes pretty fucking. I don't good. like chili. I will so. say this. Sounds. <laughs> oh man, you never tried any like the chili? No, it's it's not <laughs> chicken tender, so I don't want it. Not a fan of chili dogs. <laughs> no. I like hot dogs. Uh, with ketchup. Not a fan. Not a fan. I like the the sauerkraut with the chili Fuck dogs. Fuck off with the. I hate sauerkraut. <laughs> I hate it so goddamn much. It's disgusting. I don't understand how people eat it. It smells like goddamn canned farts. <laughs> well, it's fermented cabbage, dude. It's, I mean, cabbage but... <laughs> is also disgusting. You know what I don't want? That's disgusting. Fermented versions of disgusting. Okay. What man? No hot dogs in the polys and stuff Fuck, like that. Dude. I, I, don't, I don't like this new tables. All of a sudden, he's like, I can open a can with one fucking finger. Now look at me. I'm I'm fucking shit talking Tyler about fucking sauerkraut. Fuck off with your sauerkraut. Fuck your sauerkraut. Fuck sauerkraut. Fuck onions too. And chili. Oh my gosh. Well, anyway, man, how have you been doing? Tyler? Doing okay, you know. I was doing better before this conversation happened, um, but I'm doing all right, you know. Just uh, cleaning and banging as always. Uh, a big day. I went to 
Uh, today's my birthday. Turned 33. Hey, happy birthday. Thank you. Um, turned 33, getting old, feel it. Um, but it was a good day. It did some spring. It's finally yesterday. I think the streak is over, Gables. I've said it like 20 times. Huh? The weather has finally yeah. changed. Spring hey. spring hit yesterday, and now it's going to be in the 90s on Monday. So uh, it was, <laughs> we, we got a three days of like, we got like, well, like two, it rained Friday morning, and then it. Like Saturday, uh, Friday afternoon, it got nice, and then it's been nice today. It's supposed to rain tonight, and then and then tomorrow's supposed to be nice, and then Monday's supposed to be the 90s. Spring hard, yeah. And then Monday is spring back with a vengeance. Yes, uh, yeah. So, uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's been nice. You know, I had all the windows open, so I do some spring cleaning. Uh, you know, got a bunch of shit done around that. Uh, got up early. I got a, fr- a free drink at Starbucks today, so that was nice. Hey! Uh, so that was cool. Um, got one of those. I, I, Enjoyed that and then gave me the boost I needed to do some spring cleaning. Uh, so it looks a lot nice in here now. Uh, threw away some old shit and he's thrown away and then just kind of got kind of you know dug deep and got you know got the uh, pulled up the old sleeves and got in there and got some shit cleaned. So that was good. Enjoyed that. Had uh, parents took me out to uh, uh, we had lunch at uh, Jethro's, which is like a really good like uh, like, uh, like a barbecue place like the smoke smoke food there and it's really really good so i had that and then uh showed you for the show but uh, i got my yeah. sister bought me this book uh people that for audio listeners it's disrupting the game it's the reggie fees may uh book i actually have the book on tape as well to listen to that it's very good highly recommend it um but i wanted the physical one because uh, for our video listeners if you look up here you can see that book right there that's the ask a water book uh that's very good i've read a little bit of that one and then on the other side you can't see it's cut off i have the kojima uh book as well so um yeah so i want to put them but this one's actually i like the book on tape because reggie actually did the uh, read did the book uh for that one so that's awesome so i've been uh really enjoying that one um listen to it uh i'm like i'm on i just finished chapter four on the book uh, the book on tape but uh, it's been very good i'm enjoying it quite a bit uh it's a very good I want to say very good read, but uh, it's a very good listen. Uh, so uh, yeah, I've been enjoying that one quite a bit. And then uh, my sister drew me a painting, Gables, and I've been waiting to show yeah. you this. Uh, for audio listeners, I'm really sorry drew, for this bit. Just go to our YouTube. Drew you a painting. Yeah, drew me a painting. Yes, she painted me okay. a picture. I don't okay. know how you say it. I'm not an artist. Okay. Um, so for audio listeners, I apologize. Please go to our YouTube. Actually, everybody, if you're listening to the show, thank you very much. If you're still around, thank you very much. Uh, like, follow, subscribe, where we're at. Look in the comments or look in the uh, – Show notes at the bottom. There's a link tree. Click on that. It'll show you where everything where we're at. Uh, but go to our YouTube channel. Uh, and there it's uh, YouTube.com. Then go to search for Drunk Dash Nerds, Drunk Nerds Podcast. You'll find us. And then go to this time code here, about the seven minute mark, and you'll you'll see this painting. Uh, but it's actually very nice. Hey. Well, she did a pretty yeah. good job with that. That looks pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So I guess her and her friend have been doing like paintings and stuff like that. Like it's not like and she's you know it's it's very good. I like it quite a bit. Um, so I just gotta find a place to hang it up at. I don't know where I'm gonna put it. Yeah, yeah. I think I might put it over here on this wall somewhere. But yeah, I uh, got that. So and then she gave me a, a gift card for GameStop. So I think we're gonna use that money. Uh, it's enough to pre-order to uh, live a live alive, live a live, whatever. I think we're gonna get that with that. Um. I'm leaning between. That's gonna be a fun one. Yeah, man. I got good. I got some good vibes about that one. And um, my parents bought me a crock pot. I needed a new one, so. Uh, oh. Yeah, so. Oh, dude. And it's fucking crock pot. Better than my old one. My old, my old one. Uh, 
just it's just kind of it's just i see a new one it's just kind of old it's old it's very old it's like i think it might be older you have like a very old crock pot like say uh it's probably like 10 years old uh and it's smaller oh okay um so you can't really do too much with it but this one's a little bit bigger it's not huge because i don't have a lot of room in my kitchen so uh perfect for my my kitchen uh but yeah so i'm gonna do some fun crock pot stuff with that um but anyways gables this is not that show this is not a cooking show um this is a video game show we're talking about video games uh thank you like i said thank you so much for listening if you're liking all this so far you like us previously go to those places it's about in link tree it's in on the if you look in this like i said look in the show notes in there click on all those find us everywhere twitter facebook uh itunes or apple podcast where it's called now spotify uh youtube all that fun jazz like follow subscribe uh you go to the youtube channel click the like button i don't know it's backward we went from using discord we're back to skype because skype's been more reliable for us and now it's the camera slipped on me now so uh yeah. that way yes that way uh click down there around gable's jungle area and that will give us a like and he'll like that as well he'll feel that wherever he's at um and he really would appreciate that um uh, but gables some of us fucking video games all right starting off here gables we have a date keely set a date finally um and it's sticking with the uh not the same date but the same day uh as last year where the summer game fest last year was called the kickoff show this year it's just called the summer game fest i think show uh is june 9th it's the thursday before what would typically be e3 weekend so last year it was the thursday before e3 weekend this year it's gonna be the thursday before that timeline which is the thursday before the microsoft bethesda event on that sunday so Maybe possibly sticking like they don't we don't have dates yet. And he said that the, the plan is to keep all the events in the month of June for Summer Game Fest. Uh, but wouldn't say if it's going to be like, should we expect that Nintendo Direct the following Tuesday? Who knows? I hope so. Fingers crossed that that happens. Um, but mm-hmm. like, uh, like most of you, I think the plan right now, the plan is if like this becomes a thing, if it come, it kind of becomes that E3 thing we're used to where a lot of stuff are happening in a short amount of time. Probably we'll probably do the same thing we normally do in past years where. Uh, we just get together every night and we talk about all those things. Um, hopefully it goes better than last year. But anyways, he said there's going to be an event that night. Not too many details on it um, That other than it's happening. Uh, no idea what's going to be there. Last year, though, we, this is a pretty big deal. Last year he did. Um, he showed off. We saw Elden Ring gameplay for the very first time at his kickoff show. Um, and then uh, he also had the Gamescom event last August that he did. His own like summer game fest thing whatever and it was like the finale show and he, he had the date for master with uh, halo infinite so he gets big stuff um and then well, obviously we know about the, the big shit he gets at the game awards so um expecting some massive this one's gonna be this one is i don't know if we want to do i think if this does become a thing like we, we expect like kind of like an e3 type of thing uh we might do like uh like predictions but this one's hard to do predictions because it's not like focused on a certain company it's fo- it's just it could be anything uh maybe we get silk song cables um but something that it yeah. sounds like will be there as a game that was revealed a couple of years ago at the game awards i believe in 2020 uh okay. i got a 2022 release date um i believe it's 2023 now and i can't i can't I couldn't find a confirmation but it, i think it was delayed to 2023 a little game called crystal protocol so uh last month jeff keely said he i can't remember the name of the studio but he was at the studio um visiting with them and then uh this past week they said expect to see the game in the next uh next month or so uh actually see the game for the first time people don't remember 
there were, they did a teaser trailer at the Game Awards in 2020 uh, that looked a lot like Dead Space. Um, and these are the people, the people that are making this game are the people that created Dead Space. So, hmm. yeah. So they even have, like, if people don't remember, there's a teaser trailer and they're in space. Uh, I believe they're, like, on one of Jupiter's moons. Yeah, on Callisto. It, uh, duh. A moon of Jupiter. Um, I believe it's Jupiter. It's Saturn. One, two, I can't remember. I should know that. I'm a big astronomer nerd. Um, but anyways, uh, and they had like the, the health bar on the back on their neck. So it very yep. obviously what they were doing here. Uh, so it looked like that's gonna be teased there. Uh, especially like I said, Keeley went visited the studio last month and then it just so happened to announce this week that they're going to be showing off the game here soon. Uh, the, um, director of final fantasy 16, who's director of final fantasy 14 also said this past week that, that the trailer for final fantasy 16 is done and expect to see that soon. Uh, they also they did say though back in December that they're gonna top of the game in in the springtime, which we're in the springtime. Uh, but that's yep. a PlayStation exclusive, so would it, could this be at uh, Summer Game Fest or could this is there a PlayStation thing at Summer Game Fest? Who knows? Uh, a lot of things going on, Gables. Hypotheticals. We don't know a lot what's going on. All we have right now is Xbox, Bethesda, and then this. Uh, my nipples are getting hard. I'm excited. What about you guys? <laughs> well. This is interesting. It's getting to that time of the year where we are hearing so many different type of rumors, different game companies, different types of supposed leaks here and there. And in regards to the whole thing, in regards, you know, for Final Fantasy 16, there were some little misinterpretations, people thinking, some game journalists thinking that uh, the game was going to be like near done, near completion, which the creator had to go on record and say, it's like, no, no, this does not mean the thing is done yet. We still got some. Yeah, we're just basically there, saying they got most of the debugging and like yeah. the different things. It's just ironed it's out. A, I think it's just a. It could have been a bad translation, uh, but it's like it's definitely one of those things where it's like people, everybody's like, "Was well, this game coming out next month? What, what does that mean when it's near done?" Like it's just we don't understand that. Even us, like that, like that are hardcore fans that like we we do mm-hmm. obviously because we do a fucking video game, video game podcast every week. Um, we don't fully understand what that means. Uh, people that are in the industry that are like the journal side don't really fully know what that means. Like, is this like, does that mean like a couple months? Does that mean a year? Like, we don't know what that means. Like that's a very vague term as well. So, but maybe not the that's best true. thing to say because now we don't like the fuck does that mean? <laughs> like, okay, it's 2022 on the table. Cause I think most people have been in the brain. That's a 2023 game. So yeah, I don't know. Well, if they have that trailer, that's almost pretty much done and ready to go in that regards, then we could possibly see it as early as, well, hell, I don't know, maybe next week, maybe the week after that, yeah. you know, maybe just before the whole thing about Summer's Game Fest and stuff like that. There's also loose rumors that it possibly could be tied to a PlayStation Direct. Yeah. You know, you can't really dismiss that, you know, but at the same point, if that's going to be the case, then technically in that middle of June, you know, Summer is technically June 20th. Yeah. So then that's the thing. Like we always talk about, there's like, they're like Nintendo. When they say spring, they mean like what the, whatever the sun means for spring. That was what they, mm. when they, that, that's what they mean. Spring. Like we talk about like arms coming out. They would literally mean like a week before. Yeah. Summer. Like <laughs> arms is coming out in spring. It's like, Oh yeah, no, it came out the week before summer. Like it came out like June yep. 14th or something like that. Uh, so like yep. they mean it literally, but like when like, EA says, you know, uh, spring, you know, whatever they mean. It could be March or April or, or May. Like, that's what they mean. 
Uh, so like, it, like it just, yeah. So who, who knows? We don't know what Square Enix means uh, for that stuff. But Gables, let's keep talking about some Square Enix news here. So Alrighty. Square Enix Studios had a, made a deal. Um, actually, I'm sorry. I had a really good segue there. I totally forgot another point I wanted to make. <laughs> so undo the Sagu and move move back here Summer Game Fest. So yeah. most years at E3, for a lot of years, uh, I think over a decade, Jeff Keighley would put together what was called Judges Week. That always happened in mid-May. And what Judges Week was, it was a lot of game journalists from like some of the bigger sites um, would go to um, Los Angeles and there'd be a lot of game developers there. And they would show off a lot of the games that weren't announced yet. Um, and you would uh, uh, get to see a lot of the games. For the game. Not everything. You wouldn't see all the stuff that was like announced beforehand. Right. But they'd give you like some... like Usually games that were like... That had previews ready to go. So like that way the, there are people, the journalists can play the games. Uh, play the demos. Or they can see the stuff and have... Basically have articles ready to go when they announce the game, reveal the game. Like Destiny was revealed... Uh, initially at at this at Judges Week, Call of Duty used to every year be revealed at Judges Week. They'd have like a big stage yep. event, show off uh, the new game, show off gameplay, and then journalists get to play for the first time. And then so like that's usually why a lot of times like we always hear like as soon as the game gets announced, our article pops up and there's already a bunch of like, hey, here's my preview of this game or whatever. Here's some hands-on stuff like that. So you, you, we get a lot of that. Um, and that's usually like when a game gets the best of E3 or whatever, like they judge them. Like it's why you call it Judges Week. They they give up they give up right. awards during that time. I've heard a couple of podcasters and journalists mention that they are flying out somewhere, not this coming week, but the following week. Now maybe I am just putting some shit together. So Jeff Keighley would do this thing. This wasn't an E like E3 was a part of this, but Jeff Keighley ran this event. And then we've had Judge Week, obviously, because COVID. And then last year, because COVID as well. But now Jeff Keighley, now E3 is no longer a thing right now. Um, you know, it's on live support. But Jeff Keighley runs Summer Game Fest. Is this a comeback? Are we seeing this comeback? No. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, and then, and this is part of the reason why I think we haven't heard a lot of leaks the last couple of years going in. Well, last year we didn't. Two, 2020, we didn't have any E3. We had like, that weird yeah. thing. And then, like, a lot of console stuff. So we didn't have a lot of leaks going on then. Last year, we didn't have a lot of leaks going into E3 when we expect, like, usually May, especially mid to late May, we hear this, like, like that's all the podcast is, is leaks and rumors, uh, and then it's, who knows, who knows what happens with those. I, I'm i thinking maybe this, this is my theory as well, that maybe this is part of the reason why, is because journalists aren't talking with other journalists, they're not talking with game developers, they're not having some drinks, shit isn't getting said that shouldn't be said, things aren't getting leaked that they shouldn't be leaked, so that's my theory, that... Judges Week is two weeks away. No one's talking about it. They can't talk about it. That's my theory. I don't know if it's true. This is this is just me, maybe just getting a little excited here. Uh, but going back to my segue, segue back on. Um, speaking of Square Enix Gables, uh, shockingly, like one o'clock in the morning Sunday night. Uh, yeah. Embracer Group announced, uh, which is actually I found out is a Swedish company, so that's why they got announced like one o'clock in the morning. Uh, announced that they made a deal with Square Enix. Now it's not done. But it's essentially it's about as done as done can get, especially when they announce it. That Embracer Group is buying three studios from Square Enix: Eidos, Crystal Dynamics, Square Enix Montreal. Which obviously that name is going to be changed. Which would actually be funny if they didn't change the name, but who knows? Uh, so anyway, they bought those three studios, and on top of that, they bought the IPs of Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, Thief, and Legacy of Kane, um, and then over 50 game properties they now own. Uh, which people are trying to figure out what those game properties are because 
if you add up all the Deus Ex, Tomb Raider, and Legacy Thief and uh, Legacy of Cain and Thief games, uh, that those don't add up to fifty. Uh, so no. they're over fifty. So people are trying to figure out what that means. Um, and eleven hundred employees is what they they got out of this. Um, so yeah, so all for the price of three hundred million dollars, which seems very low. And there's been some uh, we don't know the details of some of the stuff, but it sounds like. Um, you know, like they've like Square Enix has always struggled. When we've talked about this, I've talked about it, especially with Crystal Dynamics and the way they've bungled that whole uh, Tomb Raider reboot uh, trilogy they did. Uh, if you go back about a month ago when they announced they're they're making a new Tomb Raider game, I did a whole like spiel about how Square Enix fucked up all three of those games. Um, and a quick thing, real fast, if you want, uh, they're upset Tomb Raider the the reboot. Didn't sell well enough, even though it sold over 5 million copies in its first month, uh, first three months. Uh, I think it sold like 8 to 9 million overall, but they're disappointed in that. Uh, it was a failure to them. Uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, um, or no, yeah, Shadow of the Tomb Raider um, was, they did the weird Xbox, Xbox exclusive, yeah, exclusive, exclusivity? I don't know why I couldn't say that word yes. all of a sudden. Um, deal with Xbox, it was, on, it was on there for a year on Xbox One, which was the wrong platform. They made the deal with the wrong platform. Yeah. Oh, and just nobody played it. And then by the time it came out a year later, uh, nobody cared. Um, unfortunately, even that game is very, very good. I love that. It's the reason I bought, I bought an Xbox One to play that game. Um, that game was fantastic. And then Shadow of the Tomb Raider, um, that was the Eidos Montreal team that did actually end up doing the Guardians of the Galaxy. But they were like, given this thing to finish the trilogy of a studio that, that was made by a different studio. So it was it was still a good game, but it just I don't know, it, just, it was it was it was very it was good, but it was not to the to the level of it was just the problem is when when a different studio takes over a franchise, they try to play it too they probably play it safe, and it was just more of the previous two games and it wasn't like where Shadow or when Shadow built upon uh, the original Tomb Raider, uh, this one that build just kind of became like a lateral move. Uh, but anyways, sorry about that rant. Um, so they bought all these for $300 million. Um, a lot of rumors about, are they prepping for a sale? Uh, which sounds interesting because there's a lot of talk about, uh, like I said, what I was going, what I was talking about with, you know, like they've screens and these Western studios have always struggled with staying profitable. Obviously the Avengers was a giant uh, misfire on their behalf. Crystal Dynamic was basically forced to make a live service game with the Avengers franchise. Uh, and that, that, campaign is awesome it's very good uh it's just not a good it's just a bad live service game um and you could tell like man they just could have just made a good like a, a like a single player avengers game could have been badass but anyway sorry i'm i'm i'm, I'm uh, ranting here uh but they we just seen time in like guardians of the galaxy was uh initial disappointment but they've talked about where he's mentioned that the tale of the game has been very good as far as um like it's it's selling it's continuing to sell well. Like initial sales were not great, and you saw it almost immediately drop to like thirty bucks within a couple of weeks, and then but that that kind of took off, and then it won a won the uh, game awards. It won best story at the game awards. Uh, yep. What's the uh, game awards that happened in February? Like I think March or February, the one in Vegas. Oh. Was it like a dice? Dice, yes. It won a couple awards there as well. So okay. it's it's critically acclaimed. Uh, and it seems like that word of mouth has been doing very well for it. Kind of one of those things where, uh, yeah, but it's, 
yeah, it, it seems like it's it's probably gonna be profitable in the end. It might already be profitable, but it's not gonna be a huge success. Uh, and I think we talked about at the time. It sounds like it seems like Avengers. That game was so bad that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy paid the price for the Avengers. Uh, yeah, absolutely. We always talk about like I always talk about the the Assassin's Creed. Uh, after what was the Assassin's Creed? That was the the launch game for PS4. Okay, that was or the year Unity. the year after Unity. I don't know why. I, every time Gables remembers it, and I totally blank him. Unity was like it was super successful, but it was an awful game and it was broken and buggy. Yep. And then the one after that, which Gables remembers the name, and I don't for some odd reason. Syndicate. Syndicate. I beat these games, and I don't remember the names of them. Uh, but Gables <laughs> always knows it. For, I don't know why. Uh, but Syndicate was actually a really good game, but paid the price for Unity. So I think that's kind of what we're seeing with that one. But it's just always been a struggle of like remaining. Pro- it's always been a fight to remain profitable. And it seems like these studios have always been, um, they've never been in sync with Square Enix. Um, so now it seems like it's just kind of like people are like, it sounds like basically like the people were stunned by the price point when it went for, but it sounds like it's just kind of like more like Square was trying to offload these more than Embrace Group was trying to buy these type of thing. So um, before we jump into like the Square Enix wanting to sell stuff, Gables, um, what was your thoughts on this news? All right. First off, it was very. I thought it was fairly surprising that they went forth and sold off a lot of, uh, like, a lot of IPs and also the three major Western studios and stuff that they did end up having, including the Square Enix Montreal stuff. Embracer Group, they're no slouches. They have a lot of different IPs yeah. that they've accumulated and stuff over the past couple of years. So they're sort of like, now, too? yes, yes. And Embracer Group, this is a this is like an entity I didn't even know existed up until. Their purchases of these studios and stuff, yeah. but well, they didn't. They didn't exist were... till a couple of years ago. So I, I was trying to deep dive to understand right. this because, like, there was that T, that Nordic company they bought THQ when they went bankrupt. Yes. Uh, then they yes. changed the name to THQ Nordic, and then yep. Basically, Embrace Group was created to become like the parent company of THQ. It's very confusing, but basically, they own like Embrace Group is like the the top tier. And they own everything else yes. below them. Like THQ, a part of that. Like they own like Deep Silver, Gearbox, uh, they they uh, Time Splitters. They bought. They just they own a lot of shit. That's interesting in that retrospect because there is some bits of rumors going around that uh, because of the failures that Square Enix had with like say Marvel's Adventures, which I am, which I thought I heard somewhere around like a two hundred million dollar sort of like loss. Um, in regards I remember to last that year, they said they, they were it was a seventy million dollar loss, but that was last year. Seventy million, okay. but I mean that that was last that could year. include like they're still working on that game, so maybe all together it's two hundred million. Yeah, to some extent, but uh, at the same point, though, with the failures of like Marvel's Adventures, Babylon's Fall, like and like these are two games that were pretty much like what outsourced in regards to like say what Square Enix generally they were would publishing do. those games. They're publishing. Yeah, they were publishing them. They Gables, exactly I have an update. I want to talk. I, I have an update for you um, on Babylon's Fall. Do you want me to just tell you now? Yeah. Um, yeah, sure. Do you want to know what the concurrent player count today was on Babylon's Fall? No. Uh, go ahead. You want? Do you want to take a guess? My guess is seven. One. 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 What do you mean one? One person was playing this game on Steam. Really? During peak hours, one person. Friday night. One person. Peak hours Friday night, there was one person playing Babylon's Fall. A live Fall. service game, yes. And how long did fucking Platinum take to make this game? No idea. <laughs> so, kind of a few things about this. So, they were 
they were publishing this game. Um, Square Enix was with Platinum. And I guess, so Platinum, uh, the new president has been pushing really hard. He wants to make like live service games. Uh, it sounds like he's like, and we always have a Platinum is, is very hit or miss. It's either a strikeout or it's a home yeah. run. There's very few in between there. Um, and so the new president is like, I want, we want to do like, they want to do a lot more self-publishing. Uh, and also they want to do live service games, uh, which that just sounds scary. Like I want to hear PlayStation's like, we got 10 live service games in development. Mm, I don't know. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's always a little concerning when you hear that stuff. Um, it's like, you know, you hear, like you hear a company's like, we're investing in NFTs, which we'll get back to Square Enix. Don't worry. We'll get back to that. Um, there's just so much <laughs> to this. This is such a juicy story. Like there's so many layers to this, like this whole news. Um, but yeah, so they pushed, they like went to Square Enix. They like, you know, they did a speech, like a spiel on this game. And then like, they obviously they're pushed it there. They're publishing it. Uh, I guess like somewhere in development, Square Enix like cut, like did a massive budget cuts to this game. So no idea if like, it's kind of like the battle in Wonder World, Wonderland's news we, we heard about last week. We didn't talk about on the show, but like they, the director got fired six months before the game. And it's like, did the game, was yep. the game bad because he got fired six months out or did he get fired because the game was bad? And I feel like it could be one of the same thing with this Babylon's Fall, where it's like, did they cut the budget because this game was broke, was not going to be good, and they're like, we're just going to cut our losses here and just get the game out to recoup some of that losses? Or do they, is it bad because they cut the budget? It's kind of one of those things here. Um, so yeah, so that, that game came out, uh, I believe, in mid-March. And within a few weeks, the player count on Steam um, was in like, it was like 112. And now right. a live service game has one person. It's I, don't know, I feel I feel bad for the the people making the game, obviously. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just yeah. But go. go but go ahead, uh, but anyway, to continue a bit on, I was hearing a couple of rumors that uh, Embracer Group, Square, was looking for someone to go for them, pay a lot of their debt that they had through some of these losses and stuff. And Embracer Group, yeah was there front and center and stuff like that and uh there is some in the, there is some like little inklings and this is just rumor i can't prove any of this and stuff like that but the common consensus is yeah this is fairly weird that they only spent like about 300 million for those three studios and all those ip from square enix in order to that yeah and one of the major popular things is, oh, okay, they paid off a lot of the debt, a lot of the failure things that Square spent initially to, like, recoup from, like, Marvel's Avengers and, like, fucking Babylon's Fall and stuff like that, but just to cut a lot of the Western well, studios that they have besides, Babylon's you know, Fall would be, would be part of uh, Platinum, which would be a Japanese side yeah. of it. So, yeah. uh, Racer Group did confirm, though, they did not pay any of the debt for the Western studios. So, they just paid the $300 million dollars. Maybe they're going to take some of that three hundred million and pay off. Square Enix will take some of that money and pay off their debt with it. Um, okay, and then the rest of it will go me. to fucking NFTs, Gables. They're they're investing the rest <laughs> of blockchains. The week that they that was announced that <laughs> NFTs have dropped in sales ninety two percent year over year. Have dropped ninety two percent year over year. Hey, we're investing all our money. We're going to take all this money that we got instead of making like one or two really great games with the gables we're gonna invest in nfts we're gonna invest in the blockchain i <sighs> and you can't make this shit up <laughs> i mean they, he did that whole thing like around i think it was like new year's eve he just posted a thing about how they're like he's really big in nfts i mean like i found out this week that also that reggie fils is really like a big believer in blockchain which is just 
depressing. I also did find out he hates Donkey Konga, um, which really hurt Gables. That really hurt. Um, one of the most painful experiences of my lifetime was finding out that Regis Fizeme thinks Donkey Konga is bad. Because um, that game is brilliant. Gables is walking away, so I'm going to talk about Donkey Konga now. That game, this game, these games are fantastic. Donkey Konga 1, awesome. Donkey Kong 2, even better. Donkey Kong Jungle Beat, amazing fucking 2D platform. Maybe one of the greatest 2D platforms of all time. It's only like an hour and a half long. Uh, it is not worth the 50 bucks I paid for it, let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but those games are great. I remember playing the shit out of those games. I got really good at all those games. The only downside was they didn't have like the actual people singing the songs. It wasn't the actual bands. It was like the kids bop versions of these songs. Uh, but man, those games are so fucking good. So fucking fun. Uh, I, I'm depressed. It's it's the one like instrument thing that could come back, and I'd buy it. Like I have no, I have zero interest in buying any more VR shit. I have no interest. I have negative interest in Guitar Hero, a rock band. Negative. I don't have enough room for that shit. Even if I had enough room, I don't want it. Nobody wants it. I work. I used to work at a game store in like the mid to late 2000s, um, and like 2008, 2000, 2007, 2008, 2009. I worked. I worked at a game store. And I remember, like, people were, like, hounding us to try to buy those things. And then with, like, a year, people were, like, begging us to take them. And we're, like, no, we won't take them. Pawn shops stopped taking them. Pawn shops stopped taking them. Fucking goddamn Salvation Armies stopped taking them. Nobody wanted them. I'm sure the dumps were, like, we don't want them. You paid for this. It's yours now. Find someone else to, to take it. Uh, yeah, so we just, we don't, we don't need those here. Uh, but if Donkey Kong came back, you goddamn right, I'd be back for that in a heartbeat. Uh, but maybe you know, pay pay some. If you're gonna do a a, a, a music game, I don't know. Maybe you're gonna use actual music. Maybe you pay for some, you know, some licenses on some actual songs here. Um, but Gables is back now, so we're gonna get back to the thing. Um, anyways, so that's oh, how I'm gonna make some chicken breast in in my. Oh God, yes. Gables, I love you so much. For audio listeners, he just pulled out a dog. He bought the he got the bongos out. God, yes. What's funny is he's mentioned Donkey Kong, and the thought popped my head. I was like, I got the fucking bongos in my closet. Oh my god. I remember like I couldn't do the clap thing because like I remember like when I got them for I bought I bought them with my Christmas money, and I couldn't uh I couldn't clap because my dad was like yeah. my dad would be sleeping and stuff because I'd stay up late and play. So I had like tap the sides. And that worked just as well. So, like, I even go over to, like, my buddy's house. And, like, because, like, it, it just really just heard the vibe. It was more vibration. Then uh, it would pick up the vibration. It would, it would work just as well. Uh, so, I just, like, whenever, like, I do the clap, I just, like, lightly tap the sides. So, that's how I learned to play the game. Yes. Uh, but, goddamn. <laughs> what a what a great fuck Underrated game. Jungle Beat. Best Donkey Kong games. Heard it heard here first. Donkey Kong Jungle Beat. And funniest part about it is I bought it from my uh, the workplace that I'm working at now. And this is like back around 2019. So before I end up working there, and I remember one of my coworkers asked me, he's like, what is that for? It's like, oh, yeah, it's for a game. Yeah. Do you have Jungle Beat for it? <laughs> I don't have Jungle Beat, but I do have Donkey Konga. Great game. I did find a game. I did find Donkey Konga for sale used somewhere. Games are so goddamn good. <laughs> I love those games. But anyways, back to screenings. I don't. This is a weird podcast, guys. Uh, thank you for sticking around with us here. Uh, but um, now let's talk about blockchain. Yeah, let's talk, let's go back to blockchains here. Uh, maybe we should go back to Donkey Kong now. Uh, but yeah, they're investing in this shit. Um, 
Yeah, it it just I I I I always go back to this Gables. I mentioned it before. I mentioned it not too long ago. Square Enix, they're just a they don't. How do I say this? They're bad at business, which is weird to say because they make so many great games, um, but they fuck up like nine out of ten shit they put out. Like if it wasn't for Final Fantasy fourteen, the studio probably would have been bought years ago because it's like they have a lot of great ips yeah like final fantasy 7 remake is one of my favorite games to come out in the last i don't know five years um but it near automata this 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 is the company that published near automata um it's because of special things it's because of special games like that with final fantasy remake final fantasy 7 remake near automata fucking final fantasy 14 they're having to retire down and like build that game back up yeah, from the ground up. up. But it's like that game was so successful they had to stop selling it because they couldn't they didn't have enough servers to, to keep for people to keep playing it. When the fuck do you ever hear a company say that yeah. that we have to stop the, the, the selling it because it high. keeps selling too fast. Yeah. Um <laughs> and there's they're doing such a great job of like continuing like supporting that thing. It's like how you guys like you have this thing that you just can't fuck up. Um but you like almost you fuck up almost everything. For every like Final Fantasy VII remake, there is a Babylon's Fall. There's a that Chocobo racing game. Um, this is a studio that put out four games in the month of March. Yeah. There's, Final, there's Strangers of Paradise. That game, even though I like that game quite a bit, it's it's objectively a bad game. But it's a very fun game because of how bad it is. Um, but it is a dark horse game. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, and this kind of moving on here to like so this is like. A lot of people were like talking about they're prepping for a sale. And about a month ago, I talked about like there's been a lot of rumors about a lot of mumblings. People have been a lot of people in the, in the inside talking about there's like people have been hearing a lot of rumblings about PlayStation's uh, thing about pretty close to or in discussions of acquiring a studio, but no one would say what it was, uh, mostly because of uh, NDAs. And if it got out, uh, whoever said something would go to jail or would face uh, very severe fines. Um, yeah. So sounds about right. After all this stuff happened, uh, multiple insiders, multiple people like Greg Miller talked about it. Jeff Grubb talked about it. Um, who else was it? I think three or four. There's three or four other ones I saw talk about it as well. They all heard the same thing that apparently it was Square Enix they were talking to about buying. And that's something I think a lot of people like when we're on the short list of studios that are companies that made sense for places to acquire. I think Square Enix would be Square one. Enix was like the first one when after the the Activision Bethesda thing happened with Xbox. Like, okay, what's the count? What's the, what's the counterpunch for PlayStation? I think the the, the first ones we we ever other other mouth was either Capcom or this. Um, but and you and you hear about like, okay, we're trying to cut off, uh, we're trying to make ourselves more valuable. We're, we're trying to cut off like, you know, I'm using quotation here, dead weight. Um, by that's why they're getting rid of the Western studios. But and you, we hear about this too. Like, we're, uh, um, like I, I always use WWE, like wrestling as an analogy, but like. We're hearing about like all like WWE is like cutting a ton of costs or laying off a ton of employees. They're cutting a lot. They're doing a lot less touring because like say they're doing all these things, even though they're they're the most financial um, like profitable they've ever been. They're making more per quarter uh, than they were in an entire year when they were like the most successful they were in the 80s and the 2000s, like late 90s early 2000s. Uh, the the company is literally pulling in over a billion dollars a year in profits or not profits but uh, over in, in revenue, um, and they're still like shedding talent and employees and they're doing everything they can to cut costs 
and it's all about making itself it's... as valuable as possible for a sale. Exactly. And so I so they're trying to cut these things off that are costing the money to do that. But I even still, I feel like for a PlayStation or a Microsoft, uh, I feel like these studios would fit perfectly with either one of them. Like Microsoft already has a deal in place with Crystal Dynamic. They're making they're the head team making Perfect Dark. Um, yep. They they have the you know background with the deal with Shadow of the Tomb Raider um, in place. They they have you know we've seen them work with them partner with with Square Enix some of the stuff especially the Western Studio side. Um, so so somebody that one then like Square Square Enix obviously has a ton of stuff going with them like but it's mostly been like, like they've had like the Final Fantasy Seven is. Uh, it's console exclusive. Final Fantasy 16 is going to be console exclusive. Forspoken is, is a console exclusive. Uh, they've had a couple other ones as well. I can't think of on top of my head. Uh, but they've had obviously a lot of deals with them in place. Um, but yeah, I I'm, I think it makes sense. And I mean, Final Fantasy 14 is, is a console exclusive to uh, PlayStation as well. Um, yeah, so I, it, it, it makes the most sense. Um, and... Yeah, I, I, I think I would rather, you know, like we always talk about, like it's kind of, it's like, it's exciting for like, it's weird because like when we talk about these things, like it's always just like a weird excitement when like these big studios buy the, buy their big studios, but it's also this weird thing where it's like, well, that's just less third party stuff that's, um, happening. But I feel like in this case, like it's like active when Activision got bought by Xbox, where it's like that's a good thing because like Activision was like self destructing, uh, for several reasons that we've talked about. Um, on the being sued by the government side, and also they destroyed everything on the inside to continue Call of Duty, and now they've kind of hit the end of the rope on that. Um, and we're looking at this where it's like you take away Final Fantasy 14, uh, like what I just talked about. For every one fantastic thing they put out, there's nine like complete disasters. Um, and I think this might be the best case for them before they self implode. Uh, what about you Gables? I do honestly feel that way too, where it's like they have had a lot of missteps granted, you know, final fantasy 14 has been their cash cow in regards to the MMO market. And also because of like specific things they've done with that series to garner enough fanfare, especially with the people that wanted to look for an alternative to escape away from world of Warcraft. That's for sure. But this absolutely would make sense from a Sony perspective because Square Enix is a company they've collaborated with now for over 20 years. And it's one of the key factors to why a lot of their backlog, like a lot of their classic games are so like renowned on PlayStation systems and stuff. So acquiring a company like Square Enix makes sense on a two pronged attack to where you have future deals and future game releases that are going to be exclusively potentially PlayStation games, yeah. but at the same point, it goes back to how successful they were back in the PS2 generation, even before them the PlayStation, where a lot of their major releases and a lot of the releases that gamers remember fondly are games that were from Squaresoft or Square Enix, from like Final Fantasy 7, 8, and 9 to the PS2 era when you had like Final Fantasy 10 and even like 10, 2, and 12 and all that other stuff, plus a hodgepodge of other plethora of rpgs that square soft square enix released during that time period and also you know come to think about it you know because of that backlog because of that backlog 
and like the whole backlog of games that they've had, this is also a good thing in regards to their whole tier system that they're going through with the PlayStation Now. Not yeah. PlayStation Now, but like just the PlayStation premium yeah. stuff, you know? We still don't know the full-on details, but from what it looks like, and I got a freaking damn muff right inside here. Yeah, you're not a Square Enix fan, aren't you? Anyway. He was, in a, regards he was the, the one whole... person playing Babylon's Fall. <laughs> <laughs> that moth was the one person playing Babylon's Fall. <laughs> but uh, like I was stating before, it makes absolute sense. You get a lot of the back catalog of the Square Enix games, put them on to that service. That way, if Microsoft... They, Microsoft did have access to a lot of the, the Final Fantasy games at one point on Game Pass until they were subsequently like taken off due to the licensing stuff or like contractual things have ran out. They most recently took off Final Fantasy X mm. and X-2 off the Game Pass. And now there's just 12 and like, I think some other Square Enix style yeah, games. Yeah, those are, those but, are contracts yeah. that are like time, that are timed. So that, I don't think that's anything to do with it. Um, right. Right. But uh, yeah, from a from a gamer standpoint and from PlayStation standpoint, it's like you want something that's more akin to how successful you were not only in the past, but what could help you right now in terms of preserving for the future. I mean, final fantasy 16 is definitely one of the major examples of that too. I feel like this will go forth and happen. I'm going to say, I'm just going to just flat out just call it right now. Yeah, we're probably going to hear this pretty close here around June that they've acquired Square Enix and that a lot of their classic games are coming onto that service come June 13th, I want to say. I don't think that's going to happen because, I mean, like, what we, the Xbox or Microsoft buying uh, or uh, Activision, like they announced that a few months ago, uh, but it's it's not not officially going to happen until next June. Like, um, so, right. um, at the, like at the earliest, it's like early 2023. So like, even if they announce the deal, they can't actually make deals like that until officially, like they can have a deal with them separately for that. And that could happen. Uh, but to officially like make those kind of decisions, like uh, Xbox can't legally talk, Microsoft can't legally talk about Activision, Bethesda until a deal comes through. It's kind of like the whole on like Elon Musk, like is talking shit about Twitter and, the the mm-hmm. owner Jack of Twitter like that's actually like super illegal. You can't talk about Twitter until it officially becomes uh, he officially owns it because he doesn't officially own it yet. Uh, because you can affect the stock price when you talk about that, and that could be illegal. Right, right. So and that that's obviously like legal, but he's the richest man in the, the world, so he can pretty much do whatever he wants. And yeah, so what's a billion dollars to him? Well, it's not even like fines, <laughs> but it's just like it, he can be, he could be fined. He can go to jail for that, but. He's the richest yeah, man in the world, yeah. and no one's gonna do anything about it. So he can just kind of do it. Uh, but I think Microsoft and stuff like that, these big companies um, won't do that. One singular person in, who's untouchable, he'll do what he wants. But um, Gibbs, I had an epiphany, and I, I think it's that. a really good idea. We're gonna move. To, we're gonna move to another story here. Uh, so we have uh, just it's a lot of big updates on like sales and just shit like that going on this week. Uh, so we talk about Ubisoft and like possibly selling to a uh, a private company. Um, Apparently, uh, you know, there's worries about them being like taken over again. Uh, kind of, we mm-hmm. had that with Vivendi about a decade ago. Vivendi trying to do like that, yeah, yeah. That's when like, that's when Ubisoft took a lot of chances. A lot of badass games came out of it. Like we had the Far Cry Three, the Assassin's Creed, uh, the UBR games, um, Watch Dogs. Like they did, they took all these chances. A lot of cool things came out of it. Trials, 
those games, stuff like that. Uh, and then they fought them off. And now, we, obviously, we heard about their uh, very interested in selling. And we talk about how Yves Gamont, the, the CEO of the company, uh, all of his kids have left the company. Uh, and he has nobody to, like, pass the – it's always been a family-run company. Uh, and he has nobody to pass it down to um, when he retires. And he's, I think he's, he's, he's an old – I think he's in his 60s, I want to say. He's an older, he's an older gentleman. Yep. Um, but now, apparently uh, – it sounds like he's wanting to he's wanting to sell to a company, uh, but he wants it to um, keep it so that he can continue to run it. Uh, instead of like he's willing to sell because he's worried about being taken over again, so he wants to be able to run it. But Gibbs had an idea. So apparently, there's been some rumors that? that Yves was talk was talking to other studio other companies about merging. Um, and these aren't we can't no one seem to confirm those, but there were some talks like they had, like had some talks with EA. But it doesn't sound like that went anywhere about merging with them. Uh, a couple of there's a couple like big bigger companies as well. Um, but I had an idea, Gibbles. What if Ubisoft and Square Enix merged together and became SquareSoft? <laughs> this is SquareSoft again. I would love. I just, I just, <laughs> I thought about that. Uh, I love that idea, and I think that should happen. Um, oh my gosh, dude, that would be kind of funny. I'm okay. Let's go forth and like, uh, just, I just talk about that that for a moment. Where it's like, what if that was, what if that actually ended up happening, right? To where you have a company that has been mostly investing in regards to not only certain live service games, but also in regards to the whole like NFT like front, even though they have done a poor job in doing yeah. said stuff, but. Having the Western Studios in regards to that, having Square, Square Enix's portion in regards to what their type of business strategies and what they're trying to go for and aim. I mean, I could see that like as a potential maybe blurp or a blip or something like that for like maybe for right now. But as a future, I don't see that really. It could be. It's either going to be like they become the strongest video games company out there, or it would be it would be a self destruction. Like these are like a, it would be an all these are like the the boomer bust studios out there right now companies out there so I feel like that company could like come out with a bunch of awesome things and then like have a bunch of like big time bust and that company would go out of business but I said that's funny um not too much to add on that one just yet like sounds like they're wanting to basically Eve's wants to stay in power it's kind of like uh uh God what's his, I almost said Bill Trainer but that's that I'm so sorry I don't mean to do that Kodak who's the, who run who's the Bobby Kodak um, mm -hmm. uh, he wanted to, when he sold to Microsoft, he was trying to push that he wants to keep his job and they're like, uh, no, no. <laughs> so it's like, even <laughs> if like you took out the sexual harassment and you threatened to murder your, uh, secretary out of it. Uh, no. Why would you keep him? Yeah. But like, it was hard enough to keep him on the business side. Now it's ethically and legally really hard to keep him. So, um, but moving on Gables, um, uh, we'll talk about that. We'll, we'll talk about this one. So, speaking of some potential sales going here, Gables, apparently, uh, so we talked about this. Uh, so we had this Discovery and uh, Warner Brothers uh, been merging, um, and then a process of merging companies uh, for a while now. That the merge officially happened, I believe, two weeks ago, and we've seen a lot of big changes from them. Like, um, like the, so, like WB owns like uh, they own like Bleacher Report, TNT, TBS, uh, they own like CNN, um. All, all the HBO, um, DC, all that stuff. Um, mm -hmm. Seen a lot of big changes for them. Like so, like CNN Plus, which is like their streaming service, was in, was re released um, last month, 
I believe it was. And then at the end of the month after the merger happened, they like, yeah, we're closing that down. So it lasted like three weeks where they closed it down. Basically, like yep. they're just trying to convert everything to just go to HBO. Like we have HBO Max. That should be our focus instead of having seven. We just have one big one. Um, but like we've seen like they're, they've cut. Uh, they've canceled a lot of like uh, TV shows. They're just cutting costs everywhere, which is pretty typical yep. when somebody buys something else or when like, somebody takes something over. They try to cut as much cost to recoup a lot of things as they go. And we've heard a lot like Warner Brothers has a lot of like and I think they also own 18 either does AT&T own them or did they own AT&T? I can't remember. No, uh, I don't know how this, I don't know. AT&T did own them. I think at one point. Well, cause I know, um, that's what I'm thinking. Um, AT&T. Cause I remember, uh, God, what's the AT&T owned Warner. I think it was yeah. time Warner. Yeah. Which is, but, which uh, is, the, which is also Warner brothers, which in that regards to that transaction and stuff like time Warner and stuff like that, actually sold it off to, I think discovery. Yeah. I, in that regards, I don't fully understand, understand all of this. Uh, we're not, we're but, not these majors, but, but the fact that remains is like the new CEO. That's a discovery right here. A discovery CEO is going through checking out what's, what's making money, what's not going through. And the guy is notorious in regards to cutting costs and stuff to actually try to get like good profits and stuff rolling through. And a lot of the things that he's cutting is a lot of the fat that uh, has not been selling, has not been going through. And just, he's just one of the ones that just goes through and just access things. So yeah. seeing things like C- CNN plus and stuff like being axed after it's kind of abysmal, like, it, well, it like doesn't even subscriber count. Well, I don't even know, you know if it was once, like that. It yeah. just sounds like, I mean, you, you give something a few weeks, you give it, you're not even giving it a chance. Uh, it just sounds like he's just like, we're mm. going to, we're, we're not going to have all the, we're not going to invest. Cause you, you got to invest a ton of money. They already invested $300 million in this thing and you got to yeah. invest hundreds of millions more. You know, it's like Netflix at, at, like up until a few years ago, didn't turn a profit until a few years ago. You got to invest a ton of money. It takes years before you recoup that cost. Um, and just like, well, why invest? We already have HBO Max, or it's like, you know, like I said, you just when you take something over, you're just trying to like, you're just trying to get that money back as soon as as quickly as possible, right? And um, it's kind of like, you know, Disney buys Star Wars, and then there's a million Star Wars movies and action figures and shit like that right away. And um, but anyways, uh, going on a tangent there. Uh, but so he's like, we, there were some talks about them being wanting to sell off their their video game studios. Uh, that they they have, we talked about that. Um, we talked about that in the past, and like another realm is one of them. Obviously, what's the? I, I'm blanking on the other two. Uh, there's. Let's see. You got Nether Realms. You got Rocksteady, Rocksteady Studios. And who's the ones making Gotham Knights? Oh my God, the ones making Gotham Knights. They did the dark. They did the. Oh man, listeners are mad at us right now. But anyways, um. Wait, isn't Gotham Knights Rocksteady? Rocksteady Suicide Squad. Oh, that's right. Um, but anyways, so those three studios are wanting to sell off. But the, the difference is uh, they're wanting to sell these studios off, but they want to keep the IPs and then have the company that buys them pay the license, outsource out, them. The pay the license fee to make these games. Uh, so it sounds like not yep. a lot of people are interested, and if they are interested, they're probably not willing to pay a lot of money because you're just paying – you got some great studios that make NetherRealm is a fantastic studio. Rocksteady, fantastic studio. The other studio that we we're blanking on, I apologize. Very good studio. Uh, top of shoes, but unfortunately, they're all known for making. Uh, oh, uh, TT Games is part of that too. They make all the Lego games. Telltale games. No, not Telltale. TT. Uh, Just TT games. Uh, the they make the Lego games. Um, they they're a part of that as well. So they want to keep. So, but they would not have the Lego IP. 
uh kind of like so like they would buy all these studios but they don't they don't own all the ips uh, it's kind of like you know like be like embracer group buying all those studios but not buying the, uh, the ips that the studio is known for making um it just doesn't make a lot of sense you're not you're just buying cost uh you may you're buying some fantastic people some fantastic studios they're gonna make great games but unfortunately all the games are known for making are tied to huge franchises that um wb is like now especially now with mortal kombat that the movie from last year people really like that movie like i should say really it was, a, it was a, actually a pretty good movie and it was very successful financially um and it's actually the most watched uh movie on hbo max of all time so far um mm. so i understand why they want to keep those but it's like why would we want to spend a shit ton of money to buy these studios off of you and then pay you a shit ton of money to make those games uh, and then you guys just, it, yeah. So it's just a weird place that they're in right now with, with all that. Um, not much to add on that right now. Gables, I don't know if there's anything else you want to say on top of that. Well, to be perfectly honest with you, I don't have really too much more to contribute in regards to this. I mean, I'm not surprised that Warner brothers, Warner brothers was looking into potentially selling off some of these game studios. Nether realms, TT games, Rocksteady, because, well, it's like what we we're basically saying before it's like they're cutting costs. They're trying to get recoup as much as they possibly can to try to see what works and what hasn't been. And uh, a lot of the things that a new CEO does is go in and cuts a lot of the fat mm-hmm. and just basically reboots it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I have heard in regards to the past couple of months in regards to like uh, Warner potentially outsourcing some of their major properties that they've had, like say with the DC universe in particular, but uh just trying to think though it's like where at these studios would be sold to who knows but at the same point you know it doesn't really affect it right now in terms of the games they are developing at this current moment in time so yeah, yeah obviously yeah. hell we don't know exactly the quality of when they're gonna go forth and launch eventually but at the same point you know it's like whoever buys those studios obviously is going to have some good talent on their hands because yeah. yeah, well, it's like um, like Crystal Dynamics. They said that um, and Xbox said that they're both still working on Perfect Dark. There's no effects change there. Yep. Um, and we've seen that in the past. Like like Bethesda gets bought by Xbox, and they're still making uh, Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo, which are yep. PlayStation PS5. PS5 exclusive games. Uh, but you know, you know, so the things will change there. So yeah, like Gotham Knight, we know is coming out October 25th this year. Suicide Squad's next year. We have no idea what, what Netherrealm was doing, but it sounds like they're making the next Mortal Kombat game. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's just like, like I said, like, I mean, the, these studios, maybe don't all get sold to one, like, maybe they're not all one big lump sum, maybe they're piecemeal sold here. Like, yeah, but it's just like, you know, it's like, I don't know, maybe Microsoft buys Netherrealms. Like, Hey, make, make us a killer instinct game. Like, that'd be awesome. But it's like, it, the excitement level is all based upon like where they go, who they go to. And like, if they're able to make the games that they're known for making, like Netherrealm was only ever made, um, Mortal Kombat and Injustice, which are. IPs that Warner Brothers keep. Uh, WB Montreal is the name of the studio that's making Gotham Knights. Uh, so obviously, if they get sold, ah. they're all much like uh, Square Enix Montreal. Um, they're gonna change their name. Montreal should just not name their studio companies after the city they live in and the company they work for. They should just make a different name. It's just bad <laughs> juju for you guys. Um, but Gables, let's move on. Some, uh, some we're gonna make we got a few more like smaller topics here. We're gonna move. We're gonna make these kind of quick because uh, we are all right running long on time uh so um some other news this week gables uh prince of persia uh the remake that was supposed to come out in january 2021 
Uh, that got delayed because everybody hated the trailer that was shown off for it. Um, and then it got delayed like two months, and then it got delayed a couple more months, and then it just got delayed inevitably. Uh, they announced this week that um, uh, oh god, what's the name? Um, Ubisoft Montreal once again. Do not name the, your studio after the town you live in and the company you work for. Um, is uh, is now taking over the uh, development for this game. Uh, they said they're they're uh, they are reusing some of the assets, but it sounds like they're pretty much starting over. Um, so for a game that was to come out in January of, it was announced in late summer 2020. Supposed to come out in January 2021. And yep. it's now May 2022. This game might be a couple of years away, um, which it's, 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 I feel bad for, I feel bad for the studio that was working on it. I feel bad for the uh, Montreal for basically taking it over. But it is, this is actually the original studio that made the original game. So um, that's kind of cool. So it's in better hands. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> yeah. But it could be one of those things like um, that. Uh, maybe it's just so far gone that it's, I don't know. But I mean, like Final Fantasy 7 had it like after multiple years in development, switch studios. That game sounded like that game was going to be uh, in development hell and never come out. Or if it did come out, it'd be bad. And it was awesome. Um, we're seeing that right now with Metro Prime 4. Uh, so that could potentially be really good too. Um, so it doesn't mean it's bad things, but yeah, it could very well mean good things. So um, next up here. So apparently PlayStation started hiring uh, people to for a preservation team. No idea really what that means, but it sounds like they're working on, uh, you know, doing a better job of kind of preserving some of the older games. Whether who knows that means PS3 games will be played on, uh, be able to, like downloadable on PS5, or if that just means they're going to do a better job of like making so older games are uh, actually playable on there. Who knows? But uh, that's good news. Or maybe not losing a lot of your, maybe not losing a lot of the assets or something like that to some of their <laughs> classic yeah, IPs, it, which I think that's happened a couple a, of different I mean, times. There's a them. lot. Of, I remember like uh, there was like, I remember like, like was it Medieval or yeah, something? Yeah, they, they yeah. Um, but I remember there was like the Capcom announced they were doing that Mega Man collection. I think like it was like the the game for the original Game Boy games. They were doing a Mega Man collection yeah. years ago, and then the game got canceled because they they lost the codes. The code for the original Mega Man games, um, so like the code for like the original like code that you need to do to remaster and remake games, uh, is gone. So it's it's fascinating Ow. when you hear about that kind of stuff. Where like back in the eighties and nineties, no one just thought to keep that stuff, or it just something happened and it just got erased. Or it's like you hear about like yep. there's a bunch of like Doctor Who, which is like been around for like sixty years. Like there's a, there's dozens of the original episodes, um are you can't find them anywhere because they just oh. taped over the original tapes. Um, so, I mean, you hear about that shit all the time. There's just so many, like, uh, that was, you know, fifties and sixties where tapes were really expensive back then. So, um, yeah, like, but anyways, um, moving on here, AW fight forever, which is the AW wrestling game, um, that they're having, they're working with Ukes. Um, we finally got some more gameplay for that one. Um, there's been some rumors that, and I've talked about this in the past that it's a rumor to come out around September, the big the big plan is like do a major push. Uh, they every um, they have all out pay per view during Labor Day weekend, and they want to oh they true. Wanna, um, originally they were gonna they want to release it um, I think last September, and then they were originally were planning on releasing it. There's the Memorial Day weekend they have their big pay per view event. They want to release it in May. Uh, now it sounds like September. Apparently there's a lot of uh, it sounds like the relationship between Ukes and AEW is bad. 
Uh, they're not getting along. The Uh-oh. game is way over budget. Uh, it sounds like they're both sick of each other, and this might be a one and done kind of game for them. Um, it's just been, oh, uh, it's boy. been kind of in, in development hell for a while. Who knows who's who's the issue with that? We I mean, we've seen you Yukes uh, have issues with WWE as well um, for good reasons, but who maybe maybe it's a Yukes thing, maybe it's an AEW thing. It's their first game. They're making some movie. Obviously, they don't understand that world. Uh, but apparently, it was co- some of the stuff coming out of this one is not these have not been confirmed, but these are rumors that um, around 50 wrestlers will be in the game, and Owen Hart sounds like he'll be a playable character in this game. Which will be the first time since he uh, passed hmm. away uh, in 1998. So he has not been a part of WWE yep. in any sort of way since he passed away um, in in their uh, author show. Uh, so could be that's a big deal. Um, that's interesting because yeah. Owen Hart's likeness and stuff instead of a video game, like you said before, has not been put in after he died. Yeah. And that was mostly because of his yeah. wife and stuff and the legal disputes with WWF at the time. The last thing I can remember him being inside in terms of video game wise was WWF Attitude. Yeah. That was one. And I do remember WWF Raw for the Super Nintendo. Yeah. He, that, they did yeah, have but, Owen Hart inside yeah, there. Yeah, he, well. uh, he was still live then for that. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, which cool. I mean, they're doing the Owen Hart tournament right now on, on AEW. So. Uh, that's a big that would be fantastic it would be such a fantastic story if owen was in that yeah, game so coming it's up. awesome that he's been he's kind of you know um i understand why his, where his wife's coming from uh but uh it'd be, it's awesome that he's kind of being brought back to wrestling in a way uh but moving on here to the last thing we got a new mario strikers trailer it's only in japanese though um but you know like gene spot ig and everybody just kind of put it on the youtube for us to watch it's a four minute trailer Kind of a deep dive. I imagine that any time now we're going to have a, uh, a U.S. version of it so we can understand some of it better. We got some of the gist of some of the gameplay. Uh, like, it looks like everybody's got, like, ratings, basically. Like, that bars, like, for power level speed, stuff like that. Um, we have the supercharged uh, um, shots are back. They count for two. Uh, two points. Um, a lot more customization. Um, but, yeah, it looks – I mean, I, I, I thought – Pretty good, Gables. What about you? All right. There are a couple questions I do have about this game. I mean, before I get into those, though, I would like to say that, yeah, the gameplay that they showcase, that looks pretty good, in my honest opinion. I mean, you see little bits of tricks and techniques, a lot of super moves. And uh, a couple questions arised after I watched this initially, at least the first couple of times. is like, one, is this going to be the final character list of this game? I mean, there's ten characters. There is... Definitely, Nintendo has done it with previous sports games on the Switch already to where they've had characters launch after, sometimes even like a few months after, even in that launch year, to where there's multiple characters or modes that get going through. So like Mario Tennis. The next question. Yes, like Mario Tennis, like Mario Golf Super Rush. My next question is, is it going to follow on the same lines as those games and be sparse on main content and just have what they initially have up until maybe like a couple months later or wherever when Nintendo decides, oh, okay, here's some new modes, here's some new this and that, you know, it's like, that's the main questions and the main fear I have for this game after this trailer. Cause they showed us some good stuff and granted, this is the exact same thing they've done before. They have a pattern of doing these with your sports games with Mario tennis aces with Mario golf, super rush to where the game looks pretty fun. You know, all these little gimmicks, all this and stuff. And yeah, Granted, 
from the time I spent playing Mario Golf Super Rush last year, yeah, it was fun. But I, one of the main complaints that I thought of while playing it and stuff is like basically that single player mode was fairly underwhelming. It was mostly a tutorial yeah. mode. But with this, yeah, those issues, those questions arise and stuff. But at the same point, you know, it's like I could be wrong about this. I mean, it could, I could potentially be wrong about this and they could have like maybe like a fleshed out tournament mode inside this thing. They may have some like characters like some more characters that we have not even seen yet i mean it also is interesting that they haven't said much of this game other than this one trailer that's in japanese and stuff like that since the launch trailer and the game releases next month yeah yeah june 10th <laughs> yeah i mean it's something i always talk about with with uh nintendo with these like especially these sports titles where it's like um nintendo can just shit out a 7 out of 10 like they can make very fun yeah. games like uh, Mario Tennis, Mario Golf, Arms, uh, all these games, very fun games. Uh, the problem is though, after like a weekend with them, it's like cool. Now what do I do? Um, and Nintendo Switch Sports, we're seeing that mm-hmm. same thing when like the game came out, and people were saying it's very, it's a very fun game. It's it's a good game to play, but it's like, especially if you're not like it, all these games come down to if you have people to play with regularly, um, you know, like well, yeah, friends, which, um, you know, they have the online stuff like that. But it's like yeah, if you don't like have like like even like the Mario Party kind of games, like if you're not regularly playing with other people, um, you know, like especially with like Mario's Online where there's no party chat or anything, it's like so you can't talk to people. Um, yeah, like what do you do? Like, you know, so like that's that's only that's what when I said the same thing last year when they announced was with Mario Golf and they announced that I was like everybody was really excited. I'm like cool, but like what's this game gonna be? Like I buy this game on Friday, what am I doing with this game on Sunday? You know, what, what, what's bringing me back Sunday? What's bringing me back Monday? What's bringing me back next weekend? And, like, that's the same thing I'm saying about this game. Like, they could put out a game that's going to be very fun, and people are going to talk about how good, how fun it is to play, but it's like, like, am I getting, like, if I'm sitting here by myself, you know, on Tuesday, the Friday after it comes out, it's like, what's, what's drawing me back to keep coming back? So that's, that's right. like, yeah, this game looks like a ton of fun. I'm like, but if I played it, it'd be a great time, but it's like, cool, but like, like I said, what am I going to be doing five days now, you know, two weeks from now? And, like, how good, like, and Nintendo has not done a good job of showing us, like, um, adding content to games afterwards. Like, they announced, and that's the same True. thing with, with Mario Golf. Like, we got content afterwards. They they released, I think, one more course and a couple more characters, and they were done. So, it's like, yeah. you know, we can't even trust them when they say we're adding content. But it's like, I don't know, like, but Mario Kart, we got, eight years later, we got fucking... DLC for so who fucking knows they're, they're just all over the map um, that's Nintendo for you but Gables we need to move on to that's it for the news this week okay. let's move into what we've been playing and we've both been playing the same game uh, I beat yes. the game I beat the game today uh, you played the first uh, I believe you said two chapters um, actually just the first, the first chapter. chapter I've started the okay. second uh, so I mean Gables I'm, okay, what's your initial impressions on this game so far alright so I do love the look of the style of it. It's definitely got, like styled right after the old like uh, Japanese samurai movies and stuff. The black and white, the whole aesthetics, the whole like uh, the culture things. I do like how it remains faithful to those original like origins in regards to like having all Japanese like yeah. voice acting and stuff, having some subtitles and stuff. I actually I'm getting a little bit more into the story of it than I thought I was going to be because it's it's like a stereotypical sort of like action sort of uh, 
like an action movie type of things to where you, you're a kid, you're being trained by your sensei and stuff like that, and all of a sudden shit goes down. These bandits attack your village and this and that. So that type of trope and stuff where the hero has his home attacked and stuff like that, and someone important gets killed, and so he has to try to seek like some sort of... Uh, revenge. Sort of like revenge and stuff like that against whomever launched these bandits upon his village and this and that. I decided to go upon the game's recommended setting, which was quintessentially the, the type of mode and stuff where it's like, hey, do you want to join the story mode, blah, 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 and so on and so forth. So I basically went with the game recommended me in terms of settings, which apparently is like the easy mode of this game. Okay. So even with that, though, I am definitely having some fun. I am definitely having some fun with this combat. The combat is fairly straightforward. You have your standard, like, a combination attacks and stuff. Like, uh, you can do your basic, like, X attacks, and then the Y is, like, the whole, like, strong attacks and stuff. A is more like changing your, the rotation of, like, uh, your character. And it's basically sort of like a a mix between a 2D and, a, like, a 2.3, like, 2.5D sort of, like, type of style and stuff to where sometimes you'll travel from, like, the foreground to the background, like, coming towards the screen or going forward towards something or... Maybe it'll be like a side scroller at specific points where you have enemies on both sides are trying to launch like a pincer attack on you, and then you can go forth and like press the left bumper or something like that to quickly counter something, and then like do that, you know, a quick parry or whatsoever, and then just go for the one slice and this and that. The combat so far, I'm still getting used to. Some aspects of I kind of feel like are smooth. Some aspects I need to try to get used to as well. Like I'll have the tendency to try to press the uh, parry button too soon I end up getting <laughs> damaged anyway because the timing of it I'm not entirely useful it kind of feels like it's too like uh, like like I am like just doing it too late in regards to it like I'm not matching the time like on sync like I'm supposed to but um, I'm kidding that more so of me not being familiar with the whole parry system of that game itself but my main things after about playing through one chapter, going through the initial the initial thing, then all of a sudden like chapter two starting and then doing this and that. The game looks good. I do like the I do like the voice the voice acting. I do like some bits of the story stuff so far because it's more like a typical action movie in that regards. So basic stuff whatsoever. The gameplay, from my honest opinion, does remain mostly consistent, you know, pretty nice, you know. It does it's not like say amazing it's more like a standard sort of like action game you have your light attacks your heavy attacks and this and that and so far it's it's not bad mm. you know what what were your thoughts tyler since you've uh, played a lot more of this yes yeah, I, so I beat it. it took me about three and a half hours uh to beat um trek to yomi yes trek to yomi uh i just want to keep saying trek of yomi so it's trek to yomi um <laughs> yeah I beat this game and I don't know why I beat this game. Um, this game is so close to being great. Like they do, like the the problem. This game doesn't really do anything bad. Um, it just they. I don't. I it, it's so hard to talk about this game because like it's one of those games where it's like you know like. I talk about like Strangers of Paradise. I keep going back to that one. I apologize, people, but like that game is not a good game, but it, like it's so bad at like the story parts that it's a fucking awesome. Uh, but it's not on purpose. Yeah. Bad. It's just bad. 
and the gameplay is actually pretty fun uh so like it's a bad game but it's like there's a lot of fun to find in that game um and this problem with this game is like they don't do anything bad they don't do like they don't do anything good so like i talk about I, i've used this game as an example a few times in the past where like prince of persia the one they put on 360 the one where you had to buy the dlc to get the ending to actually play the last chapter of the game right um right. i played a good chunk of the game uh i remember back then and i i I remember telling somebody years ago, these like years before we did the podcast. Um, it's the most average game that I've ever played, um, and I think this might have took that mantle for me. This is the most seven out of ten, six out of ten, whatever you want to call it, average. It is that. There's nothing bad about this game. Uh, there's nothing particularly good about it either. Uh, outside of the art and the design of this game, it yeah. is gorgeous. I I think that's probably what kept me going through this game um it's got that it's very much like that limbo inside type of style especially limbo with because it has a very similar art style uh with a lot of black white and gray um but uh yeah like i said the style is very is really good uh, i like the, uh, the i like the voice acting it's all like i said it's all in japanese uh they do have some subtitles but it's part of the problem is though with with sometimes this art style and this with the subtitles is that the subtitles are white and it like it would be the subtitles were going on like a white background, so I couldn't really read read them. Oh, or like no. um, the way where like where the color the colors are the color scheme is where I would lose my character because I can't like where the fuck do, especially when like you would like get to a new area <laughs> and then like the area would change and like all of a sudden you're like it's like you're moving forward and backwards not just like left and right and like it would change it has like tank controls in certain areas so, like you're just running you run through this corridor and you're still holding that button but now you're like facing a different direction so now you're just like going in the opposite direction uh which is always really annoying um when games do that um but then like wait where the fuck am i at oh i'm getting attacked wait there's an enemy right there i didn't see him um like i said the parry system just feels off uh it just okay. it i like i'm not the best parrier in the world I'm not because i am uh but I, i'm pretty decent at it and i can i usually get pretty decent throughout the game um and I just never like there's like like the the blades like when someone goes to attack there's always like like the the enemy's blade will kind of light up and that's supposed to be your assistant yeah. to like let you know to like okay counter here uh, and I just never f- could figure out like I would do it but it always felt like on accident but ninety five percent of the time I would try to parry and just like you said I always just felt like I was late. Um, which is get really so I feel like I was just button mashing through a lot of stuff, and you learn a shit ton of combos throughout this game. Like there's like little side things you can do, like not full on like, but like you're just walking like oh there's a little like you can find a little secret over here and just takes a little like a little corridor, and you could find something that raises your health or raises your stamina, or you can like um, you could find new it'll unlock new combos you can do. Um, but I feel like I just found like a couple like combos that I, I actually like kind of got good at, and I just stuck to those, and. A lot of times I wouldn't even bother reading the combos, and it's like it, there's no like real way to like. There's no tutorial really as far as like when you unlock a new combo to like uh, try it out, because now you're just back in the fights. Mm-hmm. And like they do a good job of like there's like fires that you can go to, and that's kind of like your saving point. So if you die, you go back to that. Yeah, which is great. And there pr- yes. there's a lot of them, so you never really even if you die, you're not really replaying a lot. Um. Yeah, you're not really going back into like uh, like something far yeah, away or something. Yeah, not losing anything when you die. 
they they got a hell of a lot of yeah they do a very good job of it so yeah like i said even if you die you're only backtracking at most maybe a minute maybe like a minute yeah um but um yeah like but they're like so i guess you could fuck around there if you want to and try and learn some new combos but it's like well i'm already good at these so why the why would i fuck around with anything else um so i feel like i was just kind of butt mashing a lot of it um and, like, I would get frustrated in some battles, where, like, especially when there's a lot of enemies on the screen. So, like, the enemies can, like, move to the foreground, the background to go around you or avoid attacks. But yeah. you can't do that. Um, so, a lot of times, like you said, like, they do the pincer thing where, like, they trap you. Or, like, I would get pinned up against the wall and I can't, like, I'm stuck on the screen. I can't move back or, f- or forth anymore. And I can't get around an enemy. So, then I just get, like, pushed into the corner a lot. And sometimes it'd be like I'm fighting a guy, and then the guy that's behind me, the last, the one guy behind me, moves around to get in front of me, and it's like, well, now I'm just back to a corner now, and I got, I died, ninety percent of my deaths was because I just got trapped to a corner. And there's just like, there's nothing uh-huh. like, and they just once you're in the corner, they're just relentless on you, which you you can argue, well, don't get trapped in the corner, dumbass, but it's also like, it's kind of hard not to get because like if you get like sometimes when you get hit, sometimes or you like. You parry, you kind of move back sometimes. And like I said, you can't move. Like, if someone's... You can't push them back at all. So, like, you're just... They're, they stand their ground. They don't move. The only way to move them is by murdering them. Uh, and sometimes you got to create some space. And so that was very... There's a question. There's also a question I want to ask you and stuff. Have you come across any type of button delay? No, I don't think so. But, like, maybe that's part of the parries. I don't know. I, I've, I've had some issues, like, in the game where, like... I don't know if it's a bug or what, but like I'd be like in a cutscene and like the voice acting would be going on, and then all of a sudden the voice acting would just stop. Oh, I the, the sub, okay. I the subtitles are still going. It happened like in the second half of the game, just all of a sudden, like I think huh. chapter four, like not all the time, but like I like mid cutscene, like, the voice acting would just stop, and oh, then wow. like, it, it would finish the cutscene. Still, the subtitles would come up. I can read those, but it just got silent. Uh, it happened multiple, multiple times, including the last cutscene for me, where like there's just no, uh, just me in silence reading uh, subtitles. Um, hmm. Like it's, so, the game like uses like lights and fires to kind of like guide you where to go. It's like okay, like it's kind of like in Doom, they use the green lights to kind of show you this is the way to go. So, like that's kind of like showing yep. you that's the critical path. And this game kind of does the same thing. Like there's like lights or there's like torches in the background or there's something going this way. But sometimes you'll have multiple directions that have lights and tor- and fires so it's like well which one's the main path and which one's the side path and that kind of drove me nuts because like well now i'm just guessing here and it's like okay so one of these is the side path one of these is the main path and then like okay well i want to i want to do the side thing because i want to find like the more side paths you do the more um things you're going to find to increase your your overall health or your overall overall stamina yeah. which is important in this game um then i'm like oh i just I went to the main path and I totally missed that now because like, why is like, like some of the stuff, like some of the side stuff is kind of like, it's very sneaky. Like you barely notice them. It's like, Oh, there's a little path right there. I can go down. Uh, and that's kind of cool. But it's like, they're those times like, okay, I can go left or I can go right. Um, but they both have lights. So I don't know which one's which. And he's kind of like, Oh, I'm gonna go this way. And then like you go and like, some of them like could be a minute or so long. It's like, well now I'm just on the critical path and I can't go back now. Well, fuck. Um, and, like the, I have a problem with like so. One problem with me, another problem with me. There's a lot of problems in this game. Uh, for me is that I could never tell when I like hit the enemies or I got hit. 
like you, you play an mm-hmm. FPS game or like you play like Ghost like it's it's hard to like I don't want to compare it to these big budget games, but you play these other fighting like Streets of Rage four or in like Streets of Rage fucking two on the Sega Genesis or any shooter game. You could there's always a little you always can tell when you hit somebody or you can always tell when you get yes. hit. Uh, in this game, I could never tell if exactly I was hitting somebody or I, I was getting hit. The only, time, only I, I could tell I was getting hit was that I could see my health bar going down. When I was, I could never really tell uh, if I was hitting somebody other than you would see some blood splatter every now and again. But like, like well, is that my blood or is that his blood? I can't tell. Uh, or is that blood? I don't know. Or is that just like the, the, the ka-chings of the knives of the swords hitting each other with the sparks? I don't know. Um, so that was kind of a problem. Uh, and then, like, another issue I had was, like, one of the combos I learned was a lunge attack. So you hit, like, whatever yeah. direction you're facing and you hit the X button, you do, like, a lunge with your sword. And it's a very effective move. But if you miss it, you uh, you kind of leave yourself wide open to get, like, a hit, hit the combo. And so many times I'd, like, I'd be wanting to run in to, like, hit somebody. And I just want to do, like, a quick, like, slash. But because I'm, like, I'm holding down that left trigger, and it's, like, you keep, you're, like, it's pretty, it's got to be kind of fast-paced. You can't just, like run, stop, and then hit the X button to attack. You gotta, like, you gotta be quick about it. So there's so many times where, like, I do the lunge thing, but, like, I wasn't quite cl- close enough, or they, like, blocked it when I wasn't trying to lunge. I just wanted to do, a, like, a slash attack. And now I yeah. just, well, I just fucking lunge against air. Uh, and eventually I got better. I learned, like, other ways to, like, kind of work around it, but I never got great. Like, I never really felt great. Like, I, I started using, like, the combat roll a lot to, like, dodge. To like replace the parry system, I use just use they use the combat roll, which is the B button. Uh, I thought that was way a lot easier. Um, and I I know, I know I'm being really harsh. I'm saying pretty much all negative things about this game. It's because this like I said, this game does so many things like like it. There's so many things about this game that like I want to love this game. When I saw this game, and it has the Devolver Digital on as the publisher of this, the Devolver Digital right. Usually means really good quality, and they have always have great style. And even if those games don't connect with you, you like you recognize this is a very good game. Like Ape Escape didn't really do it for me, but people love that game. And I when I played it, I'm like, this is a really good game. It's just not my game. Or like the uh, Hotline Miami games, or um, what was that the banana game? Uh, can't remember the game. It's on the Switch. Pedro. Yeah, that one. My name is Pedro. Whatever it is. Like that game uh, didn't really yep. do it for me, but I can tell it's a very good game. Death Door. When I saw like when I saw that game last year at E3, I'm like immediately when I saw that game, I'm like that's gonna be a game, like maybe not a game of the year contender as far as like number one, but that's gonna be on my top ten list. When I saw that game, I knew that that game is gonna be a top ten game. I believe it finished fifth or sixth for me. I can't remember. I know it's fifth or sixth. Um, and it and that game was fantastic. When I saw Trek to Yomi revealed last year, I'm like that game is gonna be. In my like, not a, not a game of the year contender as far as number one or number two and or anything like that. But that game's gonna be on my top ten somewhere, and that's my expectation for it. Maybe shame on me for having those expectations. But when you, like I said, you see that that art style, the Volver Digital is part of it, um, all right. of that, and like, this game looks fantastic, and it's just, it's just what it is. Like, I can't, like. I, I can't say run out and buy this game. It's on Game Pass, so it's like I, I've heard people's like if you have a Game Pass, at least give yeah, it a shot. Exactly. If you have Game Pass, check it out for sure. Um if like if this remotely interests you. Um because I've heard some people have been playing it and they like it. Uh, I haven't heard anybody say anything they don't like 
No, I've heard no one say it's bad. Like uh, when I've like uh, like read some things online about it, uh, heard some people talking about it. Like nobody said it's bad, but uh, no one right. said it's really good either. But some people were like, no, nah, I know it's like I it's pretty good. Like yeah, it's fine. Like but it's like no one's like play this game. Like, and I feel like. I feel like it seems like this case where like pretty much everybody's in agreement. We're like on this game where like nobody's like loving it. Nobody's hating it. It's just, this is a game that comes out. This is going to be one of those games that I'm going to, I'm going to beat. And then like at the end of the year, when I go to like make my game, like when I start working on my game of the year list and I'm like, what games did I play this year? And I go back and I look and I'm like, Oh yeah, I played trick the Yomi this year. That's going to be that game in three months. I'm going to completely forget this game exists. And I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm being really harsh on this game. I, I'm sorry for it. This game does not deserve that. Um, as far as like, it's because it's not a bad game. It's not. Uh, it's just not a good game either. It is like, it is now, it has taken that mantle, that 14 year mantle, Gables, from Prince of Persia as the most average game ever made. Trek to Yomi <laughs> is the now. New congratulations! I'll st- I don't know that that'd be a dick move. I'll say to send them send them an award, uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I feel bad, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I hope Gables. I, I'm not I'm not trying to like I want I want you to keep playing. I hope I hope you keep playing it. I hope you like it. I hope you beat it. I want I want I, I hope that you okay. come out and you like it more than I did, uh, and maybe me lowering those expectations will help you will lower yours, and you'll go in and you'll like it more because of it because I think you were a lot higher on it than I was. You bid on it. It's on your uh, uh, fantasy critic Absolutely. game uh, league. It got, you, it got you three points. Um, so far, well, at least it got me yeah, It's not the worst. I mean, so far, <laughs> I still have the record for the worst one with Rainbow Extraction. Rainbow Extraction with uh, Rainbow Six Extraction two. with two points. So, but you got you got a, a three to four pointer this week with uh, Nintendo Switch Sports and and this. So yeah, um, feel a little better about that one. Um, but yeah, anyways. Uh, yeah, just uh, that's Trek to Yomi. That's my thoughts on that. Uh, I did also download Loot River. Uh, that came to Game Pass this week. Okay. I'll send you a trailer after the show, Gables. That game looks fucking awesome. Uh, it's on Game Pass as well. Huh. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna. I I I want to. I want to play that. I was gonna play that. Um, but then I started playing Trek to Yomi, and I honestly was gonna quit playing it. I beat the first three chapters last night, and then I played the first chapter. Like I think I played two more chapters today, uh, this morning, and then I'm like, I think I might be done. And I kind of looked at the achievements. And I saw there's only seven chapters. I'm like, yeah, you know, I guess I'll just fucking beat it. I looked up a walkthrough. I'm like, how far into this game am I? And I had like 45 minutes left. I'm like, okay, I'll just beat the game. So I just that's that's why I beat the game is because, like I said, it's three and a half hours. Uh, I've heard some people say it's up to seven hours. I'm, I'm guessing they must have played on like the hard difficulty. I, I think I played on normal. I don't know. I just clicked the the button. So oh, maybe I played it easy. I don't fucking know. Um, I did die quite a bit, so I felt like it was not easy, but it wasn't super duper hard either. So I don't know, but uh, yeah, that's my thoughts on that game. Um, I feel like, like I said, like the six out of the six and sevens I'm seeing feel accurate. Uh, anything, Gables, you want to say before we get out of here? Oh no, no, I think that's perfectly good. <laughs> all right, well, thank you guys so much again for listening. Like I said at the top of the show, if you like all that, you like liking us, uh, go look in that link tree and the and the show notes. Click on that; has all the links to everything we're on. Go to each of each and one of them individually that you use. Like, follow, subscribe, five stars, comments, shares. Shares is the most important thing you can do for us because that just means other people will show it. Retweets, all that fun jazz. Really would appreciate you do that for us. Thank you so much. I was your host. I was Tyler.
And I have been Colonel Gables. Until next time, everyone, have yourself a fun time, play some fun games, and thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Yep. Too sweet, baby. Too sweet, man. Bye, guys. (laughs) See ya.